Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. It's Monday night. Where else would I be except here on Voice America Empowerment Channel? You can hear us and our viewers are watching on LinkedIn and Facebook. My two guests, Marianne and Archana, wave hello to our global audience, whoever and wherever they are. This is Read My Lips. We talk about creativity. It's not an interview. It's not a hot seat. It's not political. We don't talk about bad stuff, negative stuff, doom and gloom. We're just talking about what my guests are doing in terms of creativity, how they do it, why they do it, what their passions are, their muses, their inspirations, etc., etc., etc. So happy, happy to have you all here. Let me do a quick shout out before I really start the show. Ladies, I want you to make the shape of the letter L, Archie and Marianne, make the shape of the letter L with your fingers. Archana, hand up. And on the count of three, you're going to join me in saying hello, L, L, L. Just like that. One, two, three. Hello, Hello. L, 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 L. L. Jordan, that's my engineer. That was, Jordan, can you mark that down on the calendar? That was a banner done. That was the best ever. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legg. She's a dancer I know in New York. <laughs> She's our most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York. You don't know where that is. And I'm trying to get her to move to a place with L. We thought about London. We thought about Lexington. We thought about all kinds of places, but she didn't want to go there. And then I realized I'm living in a place in, Tennessee that starts with L, Loudoun, Tennessee. So we're going to get her down here to see if she wants to move here with me. Arch and I, well, I think she'll like it down here. I think you will too. Laura will email me at 8.01 p.m. Eastern tonight, as she does almost every Monday night for many years, and tell me how much she enjoyed the show. Marianne Alda, she will tell me what she got out of listening to you. Archana Reddy, she will tell me what she gleaned from your conversation about your creativity. That's who she is. And if you stick around after the show, ladies, we're going to take pictures and I'll read you Laura's email. So there you know. So let's see where we are in the calendar today. Let's see. It is, I'm going through my notes here, which are copious. It is Monday, September 11th, not to ignore the gravity of the day. It was a tough morning all over remembering just remembering 9-11. It was tough. It's been 22 years and it still is an ouch. It still is a a blight. It still is a scar. And we all know that. So I happened to schedule this show because the morning is over, the afternoon is over, and now we're in the evening. So we're going to do some happy talk tonight, but I did have to mention that. So it is September 11th. It is the 254th day of 2023 in the Gregorian calendar. And Arjuna and Mary, and I have to tell you that Gregor was a, uh, he was a, a pope and he didn't like the Julian calendar. So I think he went to his mom and he said, I don't like where they put the leap years, the days. I'm going to change the leap days to be every 400 years, something like that. And he changed it and we got the Gregorian calendar. So I think his mother probably said to him, 
Gregor, Greggy, Grego, whatever she called him. You're a pope, but I'm very proud of you. You're my kid. And you made a new calendar. So he was one of the first creatives. There are 111 days left in the year. This is the 37th Monday, and nobody gives a crap about that except me. Uh, I have to tell you that we're still in the month of September, only halfway through. It's Classical Music Month. Happy Cat Month. It's National Chicken Month. I don't know whether that's the chicken that does this or the kind you eat. I didn't ask. World Candle Month. It's Honey Month. Papaya Month. Sourdough. September, Service Dog Month, very important, National Sewing Month, and Save Your Photos Month. There you go. So it's a very important month. Ladies, were either one of you born under the sign of Virgo? We're still in the zodiac of Virgo. Archana or Marianne, either one of you Virgo? Virgo is my rising sign. Okay, well, I'm going to read you just a little tiny bit about Virgo. And if you want to be an honorary Virgo, you just okay. wiggle one of your fingers at me when I <laughs> when I mention it. So Virgos are humble. Ladies, are you humble? Humble? No, well, yeah, no. no. Well, I'm an actress, no. Is, is on her way to being being an honorary Virgo. Are you industrious, practical, methodical, committed? I, I think we've got some here. Hardworking, quick thinker. Virgos have so much mental energy that they're almost often stressed out. Oh, my. I'm a Libra, and I'm often stressed out. Uh, they are perfectionists at heart. Marianne, are you a perfectionist? Archana mm, is. I'm working on not being one. I know. Well, that's just something that's in there. Virgos deal with information like a computer in their mind, transforming even the most jumbled set of data into organized, clear concepts. Ladies, does that describe you? The mind that's working yeah. and spinning and process. I, th I think it for all of us. Yeah. They're kind and gentle. They're supportive friends and lovers and they use their intellect and resourcefulness to problem solve. What do you think? You want to be an honorary Virgo? I think I, I think I am because my mind was spinning so much that when you mentioned Laura, <laughs> yes, I I thought well the Whitestone Bridge connects to Long Island yes. and that begins with an L. So you know you know what that's not bad. That's not bad, Marianne. I missed that one, and I'm a Long Island girl. Okay, some famous Virgos are Adam Sandler, <laughs> Beyonce, Keanu Reeves, Gloria Estefan, Idris Elba, Be Still My Heart. He had a birthday last week. Pink, Hugh Grant, Cameron Diaz, Tyler Perry, Gene Smart, Melissa McCarthy, Jennifer Coolidge, one of my favorite actresses. Taraji P. Henson was born in this month. Shania Twain, Jennifer Hudson. This just goes on and on and on. Nick Jonas. Oh, Selma Hayek, Leslie Jones, does it get Sarah Ramirez? Oh my goodness, Blair Underwood, Tim Burton, and Zendaya, and Zendaya, and all other lots of other Virgos. So there you go. So you are going to be honorary Virgos for the rest of the show. So let me read a little bit about who the two of you are, and I just want you to wave your hand when I read your name. We are missing a guest. I don't know where she is, but I'm delighted to have the two of you. We have so much to talk about anyway. So I'll read a little bit, and then when I'm done reading your little mini bios, I'm going to ask you to tell us the rest of the story of who you really are and what kind of creativity you do. So Marianne Alda, A-A-L-D-A, wave hello. There she is. She's one of the first African-American daytime soap opera heroines. She starred as criminal attorney Dee Dee Bannister on ABC's The Edge of Night. Today, she says, I love that she's prosecuting ageism. We don't talk age on this show, but we can figure it out. With her TEDx <laughs> talk titled, Ageism is a Bully. Stand up to it. I appreciate that. And she's an AARP age disruptor. We're going to find out more about that. Marianne, I met you at the National Publicity Summit a couple months ago. So delighted that you, uh, you pitched me. You wanted to be on my show, and here you are. So thank you for 
your patience. It's been a while, and here you are. So you're going to tell us a little more in a minute. And then we have Archana ready. Archana, wave hello. There she is. Oh, she's an intuitive transformational facilitator. We have to know what that is. She's the founder of Embody Your Mastery, which is trademarked. This is a program she created after decades of inner work on the spiritual and corporate path. She is a poet. She's an artist, and she uses her talents to express her unique path. Archana, welcome to Read My Lips. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I'm calling this show in honor of anybody, nobody in particular, and everybody. I'm calling it Ageless Creativity, and you know where I got that theme. I have to pick a different theme every week, and I'm running out because I've been doing this for many, many years. (laughs) I picked Ageless Creativity. So let's go around the table. Marianne, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please do me the honor of a full bio? We want to know what was it like being on a major soap opera? Go ahead. Tell your story. Three minutes. You know what? Take four. You couldn't do it. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, well, I I loved being on The Edge of Night, and it was 1981 when I first came on that show, and I didn't realize how much that character meant to so many people until one day I was, it was after church, I went to uh, a little coffee shop after church, and I walked in, there was a an older Black woman, probably the age I am now, sitting in the back. We looked at each other, we nodded, and I sat down. She was finishing up her breakfast. When she left, she came around, going to the door. She had to turn around to face me. She literally cupped my chin in her hand and said, oh, baby, it's so good to see you on that show. And I, I realized, I had been on the show, my episodes had been airing for about three months, and I realized that up until that time, a lot of the African-American characters were, you know, from the other side of the tracks and to play a a professional lawyer. I mean, there was just, you know, it was just, I felt I was doing a service to my community and for the opportunity that some people never had to meet a person of color. I could represent. They could say, well, I don't know too many, but I know Dee Dee and I like her. So that was important to me. When the show went off the air in 1985, 84, 85, I moved to California. I went from soap opera to sitcom primarily. And I played Meshach Taylor's Yuppie from Hell girlfriend on Designing Women. I played Meshach Taylor's stripper girlfriend on Family Matters. Let's see. I played O.J. Simpson's wife on the dramedy uh, First and Ten for three seasons. I mean, I got around. (laughs) (laughs) I was the I played the girlfriend and the uh, or the wife. I think there was always an appendage to a man. And that's why my career lasted for 30 years. And when I hit middle age, it's kind of went away. But, you know, everything old is new again. And I'm back. And you're back and wonderful and vibrant and beautiful. And I was so excited to meet you. I don't meet a lot of actresses of any age at the Publicity Summit. So you were a, you were a sparkle uh, in terms of your career. I, I will get into your creativity, but w- when we get into that part of the show, Marianne, I, I want to hear about what it was like I, I, to learn the lines and if you helped to shape the character, if if you had input into 
who Dee Dee was, how she comported, I can use that big word, can't I? How she comported herself in the courtroom scenes and how she was that woman of that ethnicity in that particular role on that soap opera representing at that time. Did I cover all of that? You covered all the bases and I will fill you in on all of that when it's my turn again, but I want to hear from you. We want to know. Archana Reddy, we're so happy to have you here. I met you also at the summit. You sounded so interesting. I was delighted to meet you and here you are. I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please also do me the honor of telling us more about what you do? Welcome. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, hi, uh, my name is Archna and um, I do want to just say a word about um, everyone who um, remembering 9-11 because I remember being in a government building when that happened and um, you know that whole thing and so um, just want to um, mention that briefly but um, yeah so a little bit about me, um, my stories uh, a little bit around about I guess you you could say I mean I've been spiritual from a very young age uh, I was always into um, I don't know I was always drawn to like what is out there what is the meaning of life what, um, you know what are we beyond like this physical body I suppose just always curious asking the questions always been on this learning journey and um, I've been in uh, corporate as well for over 23 years now and um, always wanted to be of service but um, I think it was about 12 13 years ago it was around 2012 where um, I really started like questioning like life and what is life all about and what is this path about beyond our profession, our title, our background, all of that. And just a series of things started happening and just some things that I couldn't even, quite frankly, even explain and sort of like in the everyday practical sense. But I I started down on that journey even deeper and I just started going to lots of trainings, lots of it was just around a lot of different um, settings, you could say, and I've studied with lots of healers and coaches, and I've been trained in too many modalities to name, and I've had my fair share of dark nights of the soul, awakenings, whatever you want to call it. There, um, but anyhow, suffice it to say, last year I got to the point where, um, after being at a three-day retreat, that it just, um, it just, it was almost like you have to do this and it just came fast and furious and that's when um, the ideas came and I just set up the website and the um, social media site and you know my passion is really to work with um, people like myself because being a leader of color, a woman of color, an Indian woman, um, I know the difficulties we leaders of color face um, in various settings, including corporate settings, especially the higher you go up, the more challenges you face. And um, uh, both from a, a practical perspective, but also on the spiritual path. And um, having been through a lot myself, I feel you know I can just be a helping hand to those who who are maybe at the beginning or looking for some guidance and looking to go deeper in their own journey and step deeper and into their purpose and why. Thank you so much. 
Oh, thank you. You're very formal. That's very, very interesting. Your, your points about what you were looking for. I have the sense, Archana, that many people don't talk about it, but it's in the back of our minds, perhaps, maybe at a point in time in our life or a point in a day or during a storm or a sunrise. We think, what's this all about, Alfie and everybody? What, it, what is it about? Why are we here? What are we supposed to do? I think it's there, but we don't talk about it. We, we think about it, but we don't articulate it, and you do. So that's why I'm happy to have you here, and I appreciate that. Very, very interesting. The I don't know if it's all the dark times, but it's when we're alone. I spend a lot of time alone. I work from home, from my broadcast studio, and I think, what's it all about? What am I doing? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? I think I know, but I don't really know. So I'm not going to get too deep into the philosophy, but thank you, Arch. And I don't think I've ever had anybody quite like you on the show. And same for you, Marianne. Very, very unique ladies. And I just want to do the disclaimer that I don't put people from similar backgrounds on the same panel because it's not about, oh, you all wrote about knitting. Oh, you all <laughs> draw sunsets. No, we're not going to do that. We want, we want that diversity. Speaking of websites, I'm going to do a quick plug for mine because I recently created a brand new website on my own, which I haven't done in years. And it's very simply, of course, I have to say www.akaradiored.com. And it's my art, my photography, my poetry, my art music videos, and links to a lot of radio shows. It's a really fun site. It's completely irreverent, Archana. If you look at the titles of the pages, you've never seen a website like this. It's, it's off, off in my land, my place, my, my passion. So I hope everybody will go. I've had a lot of, lot of interest in it so far, but I just wanted to mention that to my listeners and viewers. So ladies, let's go to the part of the show where I've asked each of you to please send me a quote from a fictional TV or movie character or a song lyric, and you're going to relate it to your own creativity. So let me get my notes up here and let's see what we've got. Marianne Alda, and am I pronouncing it right? Alda, A-A-L-D-A, is that correct? Yes, you are. Yeah, okay, I thought maybe right. I should do it with you a British it. accent. Alda, maybe, I thought maybe it was very, oh, I had to take a breath, but Marianne Alda, would you like that? Oh, you, you, you could do that too. <laughs> I'm trying to get Archana to laugh a little bit there. We're, we're, we're waking her up here. Yes, that's good. So the quote Marianne has picked is from a song that was recorded and written by American singer Andrew Gold in 1978. And you may not be that familiar. I'm talking to the listeners, not to you. It's a little throwaway thing that he wrote in an hour and it's on his third album. You'll love the name of his album, Archana, All This in Heaven Too. And uh, Cynthia Fee covered the song. I haven't told you what the song is yet. Covered the song, and it became the theme song, here we go, for the NBC sitcom from 1985 to 92 for 180 episodes, The Golden Girls, starring B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, Estelle Getty. The song was re-recorded for the series CBS spinoff, The Golden Girls. Alice as well on the original Andrew Gold sang lead vocals, backing vocals, acoustic piano, synthesizers, percussion, and Waddy Wachtel did guitar and Kenny Edwards did bass, backing vocals, and Jeff Percaro did drums. I'm a drummer too. And Brock Walsh did more backing vocals. And the song, of course, is Thank You for Being a Friend. 
Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I try not to sing on the show. It usually messes things up. Marianne, you picked such a lovely quote from a song that so many of us remember. And if we don't, we should know about it. So I'm going to put you back on speaker view. Would you please do me the honor of telling us what does this have to do with your creativity? Marianne, go ahead. Well, nobody creates in a vacuum. You know, we, we, we get inspiration from other people's work or, uh, you know, a sense of community, even when you, like you say, you work a lot alone. I do as well, but I'm also part of a community. And I think especially now, and I think really since today in, in 9-11, to think about that and community and a sense of friendship and relationship. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm an actor because I get a chance to create different senses of community and experience through my characters, what it's like to be another person. And I think that helps me to understand and relate to people better. And it's like, and I'm, I have some wonderful friends and I just, I'm grateful that I have them in my life. I love that. Friends, so important. There's so many songs about friends, but this certainly is a golden, iconic one. Thank you for being a friend. friend. Oh, just lovely. Just lovely. Thank you so much for picking that one. Archana, let's look at what yeah. you've selected. This is from Alice. The, I'm, I'm going way back in time. Alice in Wonderland, the 1886 musical staged in London. That's where I found the line that actually was from a musical or a, or a movie. There are so many iterations of this. The actress, uh, the character was played by Phoebe Carlo back in all oh, so many years ago. Alice in Wonderland, a musical by Henry Savile Clark, the book and lyrics. Walter Slaughter did the music. Aubrey Hopwood did the lyrics based on Lewis Carroll's books, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, which was written in 1865 and Through the Looking Glass, which was written in 1871. It debuted at the Prince of Wales Theater in the West End in the year 1886, billed as a musical dream play in two acts. It achieved a lot of popularity. And here is the quote, and I'm going to let you tell us how this worked with your creativity, Arjuna. The quote she picked is, oh, I've had such a curious dream. I hope I did that okay. Arjuna, <laughs> tell us more. I love the line. Go ahead. Thank you. And you did it incredibly well. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, well, um, I think the line just sticks, and it truly is one of my favorite books from childhood. I know we all have our favorites, but that definitely was one of my go-to books. And um, yeah, I, I think um, for me, it's just a, like a, a couple of different uh, things thrown in there. But the first being is like sometimes when I look at my life in retrospect or even when I look at my, my life in certain aspects, it seems like it doesn't seem real sometimes because like things just kind of happen and it's almost like, it is rather magical, you know what I mean? So that that we think like magic is something that's outside or separate from us or that exists like maybe in a book or in a play or in a character outside of us, speaking of acting. But what I've learned again and again is like it, it's really our ability to tune into it and tune into the childlike imagination that we all have and that is just so like 
right there if we access it. And from that, you just such, yeah, truly like wondrous things happen. So to me, that's the first thing that came to mind because it's like, oh my, oh my, what a curious thing. It's like, how did this come to be? I mean, it just, it, it seems like things just magical things happen when you access or tune into that childlike imagination and wonder. It's like Einstein's uh, famous quote, um, imagination, I'm sorry, I forgot the whole, but um, imagination is more important than knowledge, right? Um, yeah, so it, it, it's so true. Like when we're creating our life or when we're actually dreaming up our life, because I really think life is like a dream in, in many aspects that, yeah, the more curious we are about ourselves, about our world, about everything, I think it not only makes us lighter and less heavy, but I think it also makes life a miracle of sorts. Yeah, so I'll stop. No, that was that was lovely. Actually, uh, sometimes on some of these shows, ladies, I ask for words, vocabulary words that describe what creativity means to my guests. And about a year ago, I had a woman who said it was courageous, courageous creativity. And then the word curiosity, which you just brought up, Artana, curiosity is one of the hallmarks of how do you be creative? You ask questions, you wonder, you question yourself, you question somebody else, you question something. And to your point about childlike curiosity in a dream, I started doing acrylic paint pouring in my, I'll just say art journey about two years ago. And one day I poured the paints and I tilted the canvas and I used the, you don't use brushes, you use water-filled balloons and string and all kinds of things. Anyway, I held up the painting, ladies, and as it was drying, I saw that there were three elephants walking across the middle of a forest in my painting, and I didn't put them there. They just arrived on my canvas. And then I did another one around that same time, and this was just about when COVID was supposedly ending, so about a year or so ago, when, when things were starting to open up again. And I saw five Broadway dancers on a stage in one of my paint pouring pieces. I didn't put them there. I didn't invite them in. Marianne, they were dancing on a stage. So I called it the Broadway <laughs> dance. They're just dancing across my stage. I, I didn't make them. I just, I, I must have invited them in because they were there. They were they were prancing across the stage. So this this to me is part of that. I think that's what you're talking about. That yeah, childlike. Ex exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Ex exactly. No, I don't want to interrupt you. But yeah, it's like it's whatever was going through your stream of consciousness, just like hit the palate or <laughs> <laughs> could have been. Yeah. And it was been. like it wasn't your mind making this up, but it was it was something deeper within you that. It just came out pouring onto the canvas so it, it was already there like a vision was there it just that's that's what i'm talking about when i say the the creativity or, or the magic that's the magic right that's the that's, magic of that's the, the magic of the wonder yeah and i want to tell you something about childlike going back to uh alice in wonderland and and alice Lewis Carroll was asked to adapt his book to the screen, to, to, the, to the stage. And uh, Henry Savile Clark approached him and he said, would you adapt it for the stage? And he said, I have a stipulation. One of them is you cannot put any coarseness into it. It has to be like an operetta, not a pantomime. 
and it has to be just at that level. And so here's what Lewis Carroll did. He wanted, Marianne, you're going to love this. He was so involved that he offered advice on everything from the adaptation of the novel to choosing the cast. Lewis Carroll selected the child actress Phoebe Carlo to play Alice because he saw in her the embodiment of the character. He bought her costumes out of his own money, okay? He sent her to lessons in elocution with somebody named Kate Terry, all right? And uh, it, it just that was the level of control that he had. He said it will not appeal to children alone, and the play is beautiful and splendid, and she's going to be very successful as the little heroine. So I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Of course, we all remember the 2010 version on the screen, the big movie screen, the period adventure, Alice in Wonderland, and Alice was played by Mia Wasikowski, or Kofsky, yes, directed by Tim Burton, at Walt Disney Pictures, Johnny Depp, Anne Hathaway, Helen and Bottom Carter, Crispin Glover, all kinds of voices. So it certainly has survived through the ages, but I got a kick out of reading, Archana and Marianne, how much control Lewis Carroll wanted over how did that character get played, portrayed on the stage? What did she look like? How did she dress? How did she speak? How was the atmosphere of the play? Keeping it at that level, chorus meaning C-O-A-R-S-E, nothing untoward or too adult is the way I read that. So I appreciated that. So thank you for picking that. I've had some pretty curious dreams recently myself. We won't get into that. So let's go to, <laughs> you've each sent me, I had a really strange one last night. I'll tell you later, maybe. Um, let's go to your your creativity statements that you've sent me. Very, very interesting. And uh, I'm going to pick one from each of you, and then I'll pick another one from each of you, and let's see how much we could do. We've got a lot of time left. So, Marianne Alda, I'm looking at your statement number one. Let's start with this. So here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to read it, and I want you to take two or three minutes, take your time, and unpack it, as they say in the news. Expand it. Tell us what it means to you. Arjuna, if you have any comments to make on what Marianne's talking about, I think we all have ten fingers. I don't know. I haven't checked. But one of the fingers is the mean one. We don't respond to the mean one here. But you can wiggle one of your polite fingers at me, and if I see that, I'll call <laughs> on you and say, Archer wants to make a comment. You don't have to, but just wiggle. I do this on all my radio shows. And then I'll pick one from you, Archana, and I'll read it. And then Marianne can comment. You don't have to, but you have that opportunity. So Marianne, your first statement says, creativity means the abandonment of my scientific brain. It serves me, but it weighs me down. I've never heard anybody say that before. Marianne, tell us how scientific is your brain? Go ahead, lady. We want to know. <laughs> well, sort of piggybacking on what Arjuna said about magic the and the release and what you were just talking about in your paintings, allowing to, I would probably disagree with Lewis Carroll a little bit, um, having worked with Sidney Lamette as a director, mm. I worked mm. with him on The Wiz. Instead of trying to control the actor, he set an environment and then he liked to wait and be surprised. Wow. He, he, and he was so, like he might envision something one way and when the actor gave him something different, I mean, he would literally go, oh. He, you know, he allowed himself to be surprised. So sometimes when you control, try to control something, too much. Yeah, maybe you'll get perfection as you know it, but you have to leave room for surprise. 
you have to allow space for the magic to happen. And that's what I, you know, when I started out my career as an actor, I wanted to get it right. I wanted to do it right. And then I had a voice teacher who said, sometimes you can do it all wrong, Marianne. And that's exactly what makes it right. Ooh, can you expand on that a little bit? I'm going to put you, we're all looking at, at um, we're all on full screen here, all of us. Uh, okay. What well, do you mean sometimes you do it wrong and it's right? Is that where the creativity comes in? Yeah, absolutely. For example, he said, like, again, this is, a, this is a voice teacher. This is a singing teacher. And I would try so, so desperately to sing correctly. And he said, you know, sometimes, Marianne, the singers who move people aren't the greatest vocalists. It's mm -hmm. the best storytellers. So one day he just told me to stand out in the middle of the room and he said, and just open my arms up and start singing. And once I did that, I, I started, tears just started flowing. Oh. And, and I just, he said, now that's what you need to do all the time release. Don't try to be a good singer, Marianne. Just tell the story. Hmm, interesting. Did you take that as pressure or did you take that as permission? Ooh, can I ask that question? That I took that as permission. I gave myself permission to do it wrong, to sing badly. It wasn't about the notes. It was about the story. It was about communicating with the audience. It wasn't trying to impress them with my vocal ability. It was trying to connect with them and tell the story of the song. Thank you very much. Archana, anything you related to there you want to comment on? Yeah, absolutely. And Please. That, that was um, such an amazing story and yeah. it has so much heart to it. I think the two things I can, I can really relate to there is the first is um, turning off the mind because a, a lot of us perfectionists and uh, never type A type people tend to like- let, It's that Virgo let, in me, that's Virgo rising. <laughs> let, let what's in between here, like control and, and to the point where it's like, you're suffocating yourself and you're suffocating your life. You're suffocating everything around you. Actually, what you're doing is suffocating your very opportunities for growth. When you do that and it it took me a while to figure that out but yeah so it, it's like loosening the control and the grip that you have like i like to call it the death grip or <laughs> death now and letting that go a little bit so that like whatever wants to flow like let it flow like when you said you you just sang so beautifully because it was already there but you were just essentially blocking yourself and this is like kind of goes back to some of the work that i do and, and releasing like that neg those negative patterns and beliefs and and like all the layers that are kind of holding you in a box right and not letting you express whatever wants to come through so i think yeah that's what i wanted to say thank you marianne anything you want to say back to her before i move on yeah i was going to say it's it's the difference between trying trying to get it right and just doing and there's the yoda quote do or do not there is no try right ladies right 
one of the one of the favorite quotes of my guests on the show yes absolutely thank you very much marianne that was a good conversation spark archana i'm going to go to your first statement i'm going to read it because there's something in here a little bit you talked about already but there's something you didn't yet this is where i want to go you say creativity is the natural flow of joy that is like child's play we've talked about that now from your own experience you say when she when you followed your heart and intuition the most amazing creative and otherworldly ideas and understanding came and here's the part i want you to talk about if you will whether it was being pushed to get up at 3 a.m to write poetry that i could not even fathom or painting the galaxies cosmos or ethereal or surreal imagery the more i led with intuition and inner knowing the more my life unfolds in miraculous ways talk to me about the poetry and the painting please archana Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it just picks up from the discussion that we've already had, which is just essentially it's it's the letting go and, and it's being in that, I'm going to say, it's just that blank, empty space. It's, it's like that time, like in between when you're in that deep, like state where your mind is not in control yet, um, you're not completely, say, um, like in the awake state either right so it's like that state where you can really access i believe you can just access higher levels of consciousness is and creativity yeah and so i what happens at least what i've experienced is that things that come through in that state tend to be like oh wow where did that come from like i you know i've, I've never done that before or yeah, where did that come from? Because I felt like one minute I would I just started like moving the paint or moving stuff around the canvas, and then I look at it and I was like, oh, there was some meaning behind this. It's like you saying, okay, the five, uh, three elephants or five elephants, yes. or, or or the the five women dancing. It's, it's yes. the same concept for me. Thank you very much. Did you just freeze? one minute? I thought, okay, I'm doing this. And when I see this image of a woman and she's, oh, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you, you hear me? Yes, we can. Can you hear? Yeah, yes, yeah. you're so, good. You're good. Um, yes. So like when I'm painting, it's not that I have some plan or anything. It just starts happening and flowing and I'm just moving things around and it's just things start happening. And yeah, it's, it's like just innate creativity unlocking and yeah, so what comes forth is just natural and what is natural to me. And my understanding of what's around us, the earth, the cosmos, the universe, it's just coming through, like, just in that form, in that art form. Yeah. So. I like what you said, what's natural to you. That was the key. What was natural to you, for you, through you, by you, with you from you. I like that. I got all those prepositions in there. Thank you. Marianne, anything you want to say back to her or uh, anything about that before I no. move on? Well, it's funny when you, she were, you were talking about the three elephants and then the, the, the five dancers and I immediately thought, and four are calling birds, three French hens. But it's, it, everything comes from from the subconscious. And I, as an actor, I, at one point, I, I thought, 
It was something I had to cure myself of. I mean, no one, no one in my family was an actor. And then I discovered Carl Jung. And I realized that we are all genetically predisposed to express who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and when we don't honor that, that's when we really screw ourselves up. There are too many people trying to fit their square pegs into round holes. And I think we should just trust and allow and see what happens. And yeah. don't let, don't let other people try to fit us into those those squares or those rounds. Arjuna, you wanted to say something? Yeah, back? no, I mean completely, like all of it, all of it, a thousand percent, all of it, everything. A thousand that percent's you, pretty good. Said, <laughs> yeah. She's all in. Yes. <laughs> what I'd like to do is go through and read a couple yeah. more statements from each of you because I want to get a little more, and then we're going to do some famous birthdays. You'll get a kick out of this. We're we're almost done here. Marianne, you say. Creativity means escaping into nature and listening for all the sight, sounds, and smells I've never experienced before. But I'm going to add another one. Your statement number two says, creativity means I can sit in the quiet, or better yet, listening to jazz music and allowing myself to be transported to the fifth dimension. I'm a fan of theirs too, where I can experience deep inner peace. So talk to us about the jazz, about the about nature. How does this all impact you, even outside of your acting, if I can ask for that? Marianne? Well, just, it kind of goes back to what Archana, I'm going to screw up your name. Archana. 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 I wanted to put an L in there, but I got to the L. Archana said, it's, it is, again, just being in, not only your own creativity, but listening and being moved, allowing yourself to be moved by somebody else's creativity. And then what you're picking up from them sort of starts to do a little dance with your own subconscious mind and some things start to percolate and stimulate. So you could be inspired to write a beautiful song by looking at a painting. You could but be inspired to do a beautiful painting by listening to a song. There's that, that harmony where all of the arts kind of do a dance together. And it just, it just, it's kind of like, oh, it's just juicy. You know, it's just, it just (laughs) makes you feel more alive. I think it makes your entire, at some cellular level, it makes your whole body dance. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? Isn't that a good feeling? Yeah. Not often, but when it's there, it's there, right? Yep. Arjuna, anything you want to say back to? Uh, oh, I com- completely agree. I, I think you're right. It's just that you're in your joy. Like you're, you're just uh-huh. you're you're in your joy. I mean, it, it's like when you find those moments of joy, whether it's the music, it's the art, it's the dancing, it's the painting, it's it's the playing with kids it's being in nature it's whatever it is cooking whatever it is for um everyone has their own things but it's just i think when you're in your joy and you're doing it just for the purpose of joy not for there any other ulterior motive like you could care less whether somebody likes it somebody doesn't like it but you're just doing it for you and you're just doing it because it's it's an expression of you and it's you saw something that 
inspired something in you to then express in a different way. Yeah, well, I'm, it's also part of my spirituality. I, I'm a firm believer that talent is something that God gives to you. And what we do with it is our gift back to God. You know, and it's, we, sometimes we do, um, we go on this like mystery tour sometimes to figure out, well, what is it? What are my gifts? What was I, what was I, I born here with? And sometimes when it's not socially acceptable, mm-hmm. uh, we try to still that voice. Sometimes we hear the voice of our parents saying, you must go to medical school. <laughs> and maybe you're a painter. You know, so sometimes we have to get rid of the shoulds. We don't want to should all over ourselves and we want to trust and allow. Well done, know. Marianne. Well done. The censors <laughs> are going to allow that one. Please okay. continue. I, okay. I caught it. Okay. And sometimes we need to just sit and be still, you know, and, and stop, stop talking and start listening to our inner voice. You just brought up something that reminded me when I started doing talk TV when I was living in New York on a public access station and I had guests in a studio and my why, ladies, is talking to people like the two of you. It's just having these conversations, not scripted and not interviews. I did those for years, just having these short bursts of conversations and letting the thoughts come out. So a neighbor, well-meaning at the time, called me and she said, I didn't like what you wore. I thought you you shouldn't have worn a skirt. Yes, my knees were, I was very thin in those days. My knees were crossed appropriately on TV. She said, you should have worn slacks. I didn't like your glasses. You had the wrong color lipstick on and on and on and on. I said to myself, has she ever sat in a studio, put a mic on, interviewed people, been on TV? I don't think so. But as you're speaking, Marianne, and, and you too, Archana, it dawned on me so many years, we're talking 30 years ago, these were her shoulds. These were her shoulds, not mine. Marianne, you just ignited that light bulb. That flame just went off in my mind. This was her shoulds. She should, she would have worn the pants, different glasses, different lipstick, sat a different way, said something different. This was, she was projecting. It had nothing to do with me. This was her. I, it, it, thank you. But not only that, but you had the gumption to do it. Oh, yeah. She was trying to project onto you the way she would have done it, but she didn't have your guts to do it. That's exactly what I meant. Yes, absolutely. We didn't have much to say to each other after that. (laughs) Let me read one more, and then I want to save some time. We've only got nine minutes left. I can't believe we filled almost the hour. I'm going to go to Archana's statement number two. And this is interesting. You say, I am but a vessel of source energy that moves through me to create all. The most inspired creations, guided meditations, poetry and ideas come. We've talked about this a little before. When I free my mind, and here's the point, and let go of all attachment to the ego and allow the universe to bring to me what is most in alignment. This is through releasing expectations and trusting and surrendering to that which is yours, which is mine, meaning yours. Archana, take about three minutes. Yeah, we're, we're pushing on the time here. We have plenty, though. Uh, t- talk about this letting go of the ego in creativity. Go ahead. That's interesting to me. Um, yeah, so there's definitely a, a big difference, and we, we all know this. Like, for example, when we're doing something at work or we're doing something related to business or we're taking care of something more, I don't know, mundane or technical or 
however you want to say it, we tend to be coming from our head or mind because there's certain to-do lists or tasks or we have to do certain things. And But when it comes to something like this, it's actually the less the mind is involved, the more what's coming through is actually going to be a pure inspiration. And it's going to actually reflect what's really inside of you. So going back to all of this discussion that's already happening between Mary and um, yourself and myself is that, again, you're just accessing more of who you truly are, your, your authentic self, your true self, and not what somebody thinks you are or what somebody thinks they know about you. But it's just, you're just being you. And so it's coming through whatever way it's going to come through in whatever form it comes through. But you just, you let it, you let it be, you, you surrender to it, you allow it to come through in whatever form it's going to. And when it does, like, be quiet and still and let it come through and take the guided action at that moment. So if it's, okay, I need to sit here and write something, or I, I need to sit here and create this artwork, or I need to sit here and talk into a microphone or a recorder and just whatever is going to come through is going to come through. It's going to be great. And just trusting that process and letting go of the end result or that's it. I'm, I'm smiling because I want to comment on this. I joined a Writer's Digest poetry group earlier this year. Never written poetry in public. I, as a kid, I wrote some poems, big deal. My mom and I were writing poems, but she actually wrote them down in a little paper book. But there was something called the PAD, the Poem a Day Challenge. It wasn't a competition. It was a challenge. Could we write a poem a day? And there's a gentleman who is one of the senior editors of Writer's Digest. It's a, an organization that offers all kinds of writing webinars, seminars, tools, books, everything for writers. And I've been writing my novella for two years now. I'm having so much fun. I can't finish it because it's just having too much fun writing it. So I joined the PAD, the Poetry Challenge. And every morning in the entire month of April 2023, and they've been doing this for 15 years. I didn't know this. He posts a prompt, a one word or phrase prompt, and you write a poem on that prompt. It could be write a poem about travel, write a poem about happy, write a poem about joy, write a poem about smell, write a poem about the color red, write a poem about money, write a poem about the blank of the blank. And he puts these prompts out. And we wrote, I did every day except four days, and then I went back and filled in those days. At the end of the month, I had 30 poems, and I created a little book. I'll send it to two of you, both of you would like it, in Canva. And I call my book, 30 Poems Hath April, instead of 30 Days Hath, 30 Poems Hath April 2023 by AKA Radio Red. Who? That's the title of my book. <laughs> and I laid them out one poem per day. I wrote a lot about my mom who passed at the age of 100 years, one month and 15 days in oh. 2017 in my arms. She had a cough and we didn't know it was the flu before COVID was the flu we were talking about. Anyway, uh, it just, it, she's an interesting lady and I think you'll enjoy those. But what I want to tell you was now, and I miss that. I miss that discipline. But Archana, that prompt would come. You get up. It's okay. I've got to write a poem before I work, before I do my radio show. You, you just let it flow. You didn't have time to think about 30 poems in 30 days. Mike. And we post it on a website. And you get to do a thumb up or thumb down. Nobody ever does a thumb down. And comment 
on each other's poems. So I made friends, but we weren't judging each other. So now it's every Wednesday. It's the Wednesday poetry prompt. And each Wednesday, I can't wait to get up and see if he posted the prompt. And I write, and I'm kind of the class clown. They all write very serious stuff mostly. I write, we had a poem about the prompt was evil. I couldn't write a poem about evil. It's just not in me. So I wrote the D evil, the devils in the details, but the word evil was part of devil. So I said the devil and I wrote a poem and it was very funny. People said I loved it. Anyway, ladies, we're just about out of time. Uh, Jordan just gave me the signal. So I want to read a couple of birthdays and a couple of holidays and then we'll go. So Moby, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a descendant of Herman Melville who wrote Moby Dick. Moby is a no, he's a pop singer, a songwriter, a producer. He's 58 today. He just recorded his 14th. Oh, I'm sorry. In 2017, he released his 14th album. I've never heard of him. His album was called More Fast Songs About the Apocalypse. He co-wrote, produced, remixed music. He's worked with the Smashing Pumpkins, Michael Jackson, David Bowie, Daft Punk, Britney Spears, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and other acts. Happy birthday, Moby. Harry Connick Jr., you all know who he is, 56 today, musician, jazz pianist, actor, uh, played in the pilot in the film, played a pilot in the film Independence Day, blah, blah, blah. And he acted in When Harry Met Sally. Taraji P. Henson, one of my favorite actresses. She's 53 today. She's Cookie on the Fox series Empire. She got the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a TV Drama in 2016. And she made her debut in 2000 in The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I didn't know that. I have two, I have three social media stars for you and you're gonna just clap for them. Gab Smolders is 35 years old. He has 1 million subscribers on YouTube. He's a Dutch gaming personality who plays horror games. Oh, it's a girl. I'm sorry. And she has her own line of clothing. So she's got a million subscribers. I just wanted you to know. Then we have on TikTok, Jack Buzza. One word, Jack Buzza. He only has 3.8 million fans. Archana, if only, right? He's a gamer and he's committed, committed to positivity. And he does skits and live streams. And then we have somebody named Hasley Pittman, who's 26, and she's a dance content creator, and she has sisters, Hallie and Hope. So it's Hallie, Hope, and Hasley Halsey. And their dance videos all have 1 million views. Just wanted you to know. I don't know what they do, but they're very successful. In this day in 1967, Frank Sinatra played at the Sands Casino in Las Vegas. He got in a fight when he wasn't given credit by the new owners. He broke two teeth, and then he went over to Caesars Palace and performed there instead. In 1971, on this day, the animated cartoon series, The Jackson Five, the number five IVE debuted on ABC TV with Adventures and Michael's Pet Mike, Mice, Ray and Charles. It aired for two years. And one more, David Bowie in 1977 on this day joined Bing Crosby to record the Merry Old Christmas special. Bowie wouldn't sing Little Drummer Boy, so they rewrote it as Peace on Earth. Bing Crosby died one month later before it aired. The duet became a Christmas classic and more important and more popular when MTV played it years later. That's all we have time for. Ladies, quick, I need a quick uh, website. Where can people find you? Marianne, go. Uh, at MarianneAldaSpeaks.com. M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A-A-L-D-A-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. Archana Reddy, yes. where can people find you? Go. www.embodyyourmastery.com, one word. Embody with an E? Embody? E-M-B-O-D-Y. Your, Your thank Mastery. You. 
Thank you very much. Ladies, let's do the closing here. I'm getting the warning sign here from Jordan. Here we go. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Nah. Kiss slowly. Yeah. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. (laughs) You're supposed to laugh at me. And never regret anything that made you smile. Here we go. Work like you don't need the money because nobody cares. Dan like nobody's watching. Good. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>